Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It has to be a choice that you choose every day. It's not going to be handed to you on a platter. Like I had to go earn it. You know, I mean, I had to figure out who I was as a woman and as a person, as a spiritual being. All the different titles that I had in my life, I had to go take them to the next level of how I showed up in life. I just really feel like it's a finding of self, like understanding who you are. And if you really don't know who you are, you can't lead yourself and then you can't lead others. And so for me, it's been an everyday, everyday, when I say everyday, an everyday introspection of who I am. Because if I don't know who I am, then I'm lost. Then I'm just like a following the herd or going somewhere else. I can't make my own decisions. So... That's the hardest part thing for people to do. How you day? How you day? That was the voice of Shamina. I love Shamina because she has such a great energy and her story is so transparent. She's unapologetic about who she is. Unapologetic about what it means to raise the vibration of the world around her. I found her because we were Facebook friends and I just always loved what she shared. And I think I know that you're going to enjoy how she found herself, how she reinvented herself, and how she creates a platform for many women all over the world to do the same. I hope you come here open-hearted. I hope you even find people that you could partner up with to take some of her courses. She has courses and programs that she runs throughout the year. We'll put her website in the show notes. It's a very, very intimate type of vibe that she has, and she's all about making sure that a lot of women can feel wealth internally, spiritually, and financially. I'm sure you're going to enjoy the episode. Please, please engage as always. Here's the episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's episode is with Shamina Taylor. Now, Shamina teaches so many things. She's a spiritual badass, mother, mentor, healer, and social (laughs) influencer, entrepreneur, and so much more. Her main goal is to empower her audience to share her messages and gifts with the world while getting wealthy. She believes that you can design the life of your dreams by manifesting anything you desire. Ultimate goal here is raising the vibration of the planet. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Teo. Pleasure is mine. I was fascinated by your background. I did the deep dive research and I discovered that you went through a journey, much like Santiago <laughs> in The Alchemist. You went through a journey of finding out what your soul's true calling is. So I want to start the episode with that. What led to you discovering what your soul's true calling is? And what exactly is your soul's true calling? 
How much time do I have here? <laughs> All the time you want. <laughs> well, you know, I lived a really great life. You know, up until that point, I did everything you were supposed to as far as the quote unquote American dream was. I went to law school. I became a lawyer. I met a guy, great guy. And then we had two kids. I started my own law firm. We created so much wealth together. We traveled the world together. We would go to Europe in the summertime and go to the Caribbean in the winter. I had every material riches you could possibly think of at the time. Yet one day on a yoga mat, I was a bodybuilder for quite a few years. And one day on a yoga mat, I'd only done yoga probably like three times at this point in my life. My girlfriend was on TV. So I wanted to be on TV. You know, who didn't want to be on TV? And I had a moment that changed my life forever. And as I was in this yoga mat, struggling, like really struggling, it's not easy, by the way. Yoga is very hard. And um, yeah, no, it is. I've tried. Really hard. They'd done about, you know, 25 dog downs. I'm like, this chick is trying to show off with this video camera here. Like, what's going on? And we were 15 minutes into it. I looked over at my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, we have 45 more minutes. Like, I don't think I can, I don't think I last. She had us go into this pose where you put one leg to the left and one leg to the right. And being the overachiever and woman who could just push through anything, I'm like, I'm going to do this pose. It was excruciating though. I kept pushing myself through it. As she was talking, I was grabbing that little box of a cork, you know, the, that you hold on to in yoga, you're supposed to use, you know, just stretch a little bit. Like literally it was like my lifesaver on that mat in that moment. And as uh, my friend was talking, she's like, are you living the life that you want to live? Are you happy? You know, the things that yoga teachers talk about in class, but you don't really listen to. But in that moment, I was listening to her and I had this reflection of who am I anymore? And like, am I really happy? I mean, like I had all the things, I had everything, tons of friends, experiences, but in that moment, I realized that I just really wasn't happy. And as that was coming through me, I was here still pushing through this moment on this box, you know, I mean, on the bat, on the mat, sorry. I started crying. The pain was so excruciating, the physical pain. But I was pushing through because that's what I do. You know, no pain, no gain, right? In the gym, that's what we do. And then all of a sudden that pain turned into emotional pain because I couldn't feel my body anymore. And I just started crying and doing like probably the ugliest cry I'd ever done in my life. I didn't get out of that pose for the next, you know, 45 minutes. I was in there. People were leaving the class, rubbing my back. I was just bawling. And when I lifted my head up, I'm like, oh gosh, something has to change in my life. It was such a defining moment in my life. There was a before and after that event that I realized I didn't know who I was anymore. I was like, who is Shemina? I'm a mother to two beautiful children. But I just, I didn't know what my purpose was. Like, why am I really here? Like, what else is there? Like something was calling to me. And it almost took that moment of like slapping me and like waking me up and like, okay, you finally have to listen. You cannot ignore what's happening. So I left that day and um, talked to my girlfriends at the time and I knew something had to change. A lot of things in my life changed after that. You know, I went home and uh, didn't speak to my husband at the time. A couple of days later, we chatted and we realized we were both were unhappy. And I'm finding like a lot of marriages are like that. Like they just start cohabitating, they become friends. You know, you just are in the hustle mode of achieving things. And that's what we were like. We started with nothing and we created so much together, but we were just going through the motions and not actually being present and living in our life. A month later, it was a collective decision of the family. He moved out, but he never moved back home. And it was a decision that I supported at the time because I'd been living in like survival mode of my life. Even though I was so successful, I was not actually emotionally present in my life. And so what I realized was there's something more for me. So I started going on a journey. And this is going to sound the crazy part because being an attorney, and I believe in facts, evidence, I like to see A plus B equals C. Like I'm very, very methodical, very much of my masculine energy at that time. I have a planner. But this was something so unknown to me. I'm like, what is the lesson? Why is this happening? I started going to see psychics because I'm like, someone got to tell me something, you know, tell me what to do. They said to me, you know, 
there's something else that you have to do here. But also my third eye was closed. And I was like, what the hell is a third eye? I mean, <laughs> the overachiever I am, I'm like, I got to get that open. Like there's an advantage in life that I don't know about yet that's going to you know help me. So then I started doing some deep spiritual work and I started finding out really who am I and why am I here? And I've been living in such a human experience that I didn't know that this whole spiritual experience of consciousness was actually happening in the world. And as I started doing some deep inner healing work and the marriage falling apart was just a byproduct of what was happening in me and him. We were both just existing and being in status quo. We weren't actually driving as a couple in partnership. You know, It was just going through the motions. And what I realized was that there's something that I had to look in deep inside of me. So that's where I went into something called the monk mode for three years. I was celibate. A lot of spiritual teachers alive and you know, past started coming to me. I started researching. I started figuring out, well, why did I act that way? Why did I behave that way? What is it? And so I knew that there was a bigger calling coming out. My brain was like, this doesn't make any sense to me, but I actually had to go into the unknown to figure things out. And this is where my calling started coming to me. I'm a messenger of something, but I had to go through the experience first and experience it. And I still, and that was nine years ago, that moment happened. And here I am now. I've realized that there's a human experience and then there's also a spiritual experience. And if we can merge the two, we can be unstoppable in this world because there's like this quantum field of energetics, which I didn't understand before. If we can use that plus the actionable things of the human, I mean, you can do anything. It's so fascinating. Listen to you, Shamina, because you said you have the attorney background, facts and figures. You have to prove it in many cases. And then you have this awakening, spiritual awakening, if you will, which causes you to question so many things. And because you didn't have the answers, you sought the answers in an untraditional way. And it reminds me of something that I read about you, you believe one of the things that leaders should do is to take messy action. I think you wrote this during the pandemic or something like that. It's one of the things I found in articles about you. But that idea of messy action is so uncomfortable for so many people. It leads into the concept of being comfortable and comfortable because there's so much unknown and uncertainty that happens once you're leaping into something that you don't know what the results would be. This is a long segue into the question I ultimately have for you. I know that many people are currently at that place in their life where they're juggling between false binaries. Can I have the life that I want and still be the mother? Can I be the great husband or the great wife or the great PTA parent and still achieve wealth? What do you have to say to those people that are, are looking for an impetus to take that messy action? Yes, you can, first of all, but it has to be a choice that you choose every day. It's not going to be handed to you on a platter. Like I had to go earn it. You know, I mean, I had to figure out who I was as a woman and as a person, as a spiritual being, all the different titles that I had in my life, I had to go take them to the next level of how I showed up in life. I just really feel like it's a finding of self, like understanding who you are. And if you really don't know who you are, you can't lead yourself and then you can't lead others. And so for me, it's been an everyday, everyday, when I say everyday, an everyday introspection of who I am, because if I don't know who I am, then I'm lost. Then I'm just like a following the herd or going somewhere else. I can't make my own decisions. So that's the hardest part for people to do. I love that you're saying that. I always tell people I decided to go from limited to limitless. And so with my, in my line of work, I, I run several businesses and I do several things. And so one of the ways I broke out of that was getting and stripping the toxic elements of tradition that I grew up with and taking what I liked and then adding my own element of tradition. But when you're figuring out how to be limitless and, and then understanding the deeper role that self-awareness plays, 
there are those inevitable barriers, those inevitable environmental changes you have to have. And those inevitable environmental changes come with a lot of people that have played a role in making you feel comfortable. And so what then can a person do when they have to make that difficult choice of separating from a spouse, separating from a friend group, or even moving away from what they've always known in order to be who they truly are? Do you have any of those tips to actually help people deal with that pressure? Just my background a little bit. I was a perfectionist. And because I, I had a level of trauma that I'd carried because I didn't heal a lot of things in my life. So I was a woman that could put myself in situations that I could withstand the behavior of another person. So in essence, I was actually putting their needs before my own. So as soon as I, and you've heard this before, put the mask on yourself, you have to keep doing that. Like, what do I need right now in the situation? And then how can I serve the next person? But I think I had it backwards for a really long time because people stay in toxic relationships or stay in toxic places because they are afraid of being alone or they're afraid of the person leaving them. There's some like underlying fear there. So this is like being able to feel all the emotions of the fear, feeling the emotions of the sadness, but knowing that some people come in for reason season or lifetime or business partners or whatever it is, you just have to keep in alignment with self, check in with yourself on a daily basis. Like, is this serving me? Having that sovereignty for self is something many people lack in life. They just do what others want them to do. They do what they think they should do. And because it's always serving some other need, like when people are people pleasers, it's because I want to make sure that I'm controlling the situation. So you you respond the way I want you to respond. And now it's like standing on your own and saying, this is who I am. And this is my authentic self. And you know, I'm going to take that mask off. I wore that mask for so many years. If it was my father, I was looking for validation or someone else. But it's like, what do you want? What do you want? It's like that scene in the, the notebook. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> you say it seriously. But I mean, you ask people right now, what do they want? And they don't have clarity in that answer. No, they don't. Even with the pandemic, I think the pandemic really brought that up. You've seen in the corporate world, the great resignations, people come to realization that maybe they don't want that. But when you're forced to be isolated and to sit with yourself, you are confronted with the triggers, the traumas, some of those things that you've suppressed. And when you don't have the right tools to heal, things start to really show up for you. You have to take that messy action. You have to be willing to sit with the discomfort and then you have to actually make a move to change. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just there and it's ever present. It's so fascinating to watch that human behavior. Something with you though, and I think you intentionally do this, is you show up fully on all your platforms with your feminine energy. You brought up masculine energy earlier, but I've noticed how intentional you are with your workouts, which you, your audience, personal relationship, and even in the comment section, you let them know, no, it's, it's possible, it's here, check this out. And you don't compromise on your price of your programs. You don't compromise on the idea of the narrative, what it means to be a woman who still has it all, despite whatever stereotypes might exist. Where did you get that confidence? Because I engage with a lot of women who, who would say they want to be like that, but because of the patriarchy or whatever it exists, they're like, ah, I don't know if it's worth dealing with. I don't want to deal with someone calling me this name based on that. I would rather not deal with the pressure of the social media world. This is something that I continuously work on. So it's not something where it's like a one in. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Done. I feel like the more that you can expand on feeling through and being really present and honoring your values and having integrity in what you do, you actually make space for more people to come to you in that area. It's a commitment and a conviction to what I have as a leader for myself. Like, what do I want for myself? How would I want this to look for me? Like, it always starts with us. If I believe that it's available for me, then it will be available for me. I mean, I'll have those thoughts will tell me like, no, but it's whether or not I want to engage in it and how do I go through it? Like, if I see another woman doing it, that's all I need. I'm like, if she can't, I can't. And sometimes the things that I want to do, I haven't seen a woman do yet. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to step into that place and believe that it's there because I do believe if you can see it or you can imagine it or the thought comes to you, it's attainable. So I made a million dollars in cash in 11 months and I'm pretty new to like the online space in you know, just a few years, but I thought everybody made a million dollars online. So I had that belief like, okay, it's there. So nothing is going to stop me. Only person that's going to stop me is me. So how do I get into the mindset, the emotional state and the actionable state that I can go about and do it? Because if it's there, I'm going to find it. I'm going to call it in and it's going to happen. So the only person that's really truthfully standing in your way is you. So people will come to me and say, well, you know, this happened in my life. And I'm like, oh, you're in a victimhood mindset or you're blaming other people or you're putting your own success out there on someone else to get it for you. So if you can actually bring that back to yourself, then it's kind of an abundance thinking because there's a lack mindset thinking, I don't have it. I have all these things. If you can bring it back to yourself and be like, it's here for me. And it takes a little bit of, I don't want to say arrogance, but you've got to have like this full, deep, blinded faith in yourself in what you do in a way that it shakes you every day that you have to keep choosing it. And when you choose it, it reconfirms it. When you reconfirm it, then it grows. And then as you take action, you see like, oh, this worked, this didn't work. Oh, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. But you've got to, I don't want to say trick your mind, but you also have to like condition your mind to believe that with everything that I'm doing, there's a result that I'm getting. And I have this saying called it's happening. So if I believe that it's always happening, then I just have to keep showing up for what I believe in. And I know that path is going to open up for me. And that creates opportunities, new clients. I stick to my prices because I have to hold my word. And my word to myself means more than anything. So I don't know if it's the lawyer in me or the way that I am. People value you on who you are, your word. People don't talk a lot, but when you embody what you teach, it's the most amazing thing. And everybody tells me like, you are your brand. You are who you are. There's no doubt about it. 100%. That's how I stay in alignment because if I tip one way, it shows up energetically somewhere else. Like, you know, I want to get as many clients. If I'm only about the money, it doesn't ever come back for me. Like it always has to be about service for me. This is why I do the work. It's like, who can I help? So if I stay in that connective mode, everything helps. I love that. I mean, you can't compromise yourself if you want to be your best self. That's ultimately what it is. If you know the worth and you're doing that, it's something you have to honor. I do find in the online space and even with the collective space, there's an interesting way we bring up wealth. When people talk about wealth, 
you are navigating with, say, arrogant or confidence, that's the line that people start to say. Don't talk about wealth. You're arrogant. You're condescending. What's wrong with you? So what do you feel about the way we discuss wealth in the world today? We were taught wrong about it because it's only bad because we were told money was bad. It's only bad because generations from before came in and brought that nonsense and brought it here because at the end of the day, everybody wants to have more money. I mean, not everybody. I and the people that I work with want to have more money because money is freedom. It's opportunities. It gives me the most amazing lifestyle. It's because you can have it. So why am I going to limit myself? I don't even like the word humble. I don't like, well, I just want to have a comfortable living. Like what the heck does that mean? Like I want an extraordinary living. I want to have everything that my mind can even take me to. It took a lot to expand. You talk about limitless. This is where people limit themselves. They put barriers and ceilings on what they can create. Every time I see myself putting one on there, I'm like, okay, why? Oh, it's because you're trying to play safe a little bit. You're playing small right here, Shamina. So we need to raise that up so that it's not blocking you from all the things that you want. It's a constant like being able to the ebbs and flows of between the different ideas, the different energies and how you show up. So if you believe it's possible, and, and this is another thing. When I was starting this, I told the people that could support me and say, you know what, go for it. You know, because if you go tell people, who don't believe in what you're doing, they're going to take their insecurities, the stuff they've learned and impose them on you and say, you know what? You're greedy. You shouldn't have so much. Like, why do you need more money? What are you going to do with all that money? I'm like, it's none of your business. You know, I'm going to do what I want with my money. But if you let those voices of other people come into your space, you will limit yourself. You'll play small. You'll only go for a certain amount. You'll only price your things at a safe, what they can buy, not what it's valued at for the result. On June, 2020, it was my birthday. I said, and this was the first time this happened for the million. I said, it, on my birthday, June 2021, I put it on my IG stories. I said, I'm going to be a millionaire. And I was. I crossed a million dollar mark in my Stripe account. It scared me to claim it because it was like, you get that, who am I to do that? You will always get, who am I to do that? You know, If what you're declaring is not scaring you or shaking your boots a little bit, then you're playing way too comfortable in life. Well, I'll tell you who you are. You're a quantum woman. I, now, I don't know what that means. So I'm going to ask you what it is, but you are a quantum woman. The quantum woman is a woman who... She started out probably pretty alpha. She's very successful and she knows how to make money. She knows how to get the job done, get things done. She's in her due energy. The quantum woman now, she's accessing the quantum field. She's realizing there's energetics out there. This is the attorney in me going to like the spiritual teacher, realizing that we can create with our thoughts and emotions. She's also super connected to her emotional state. Like myself previously, and a lot of women I work with, their emotions are completely shut down because they're in survival mode. They've got that emotional shield. I can do bad all by myself, woman. I'm going to push through everything. And they have not even accessed this realm of unapologetically saying, I'm going to be wealthy. Rich even like triggers people, the word rich, whatever that means. Wealthy to me is not just money. Wealthy to me is like having a healthy body, having amazing relationships, being an amazing mother, having lots of love. Wealth to me is the creation of abundance over and over again. The quantum woman now starts getting in touch with her soul self, the feminine energy, the energy that's there to guide her, which is her top energy. This is what we were given, your intuitiveness. Like, where did you get that idea from? And then not letting that masculine part of you question yourself out of the success because your higher self, feminine, will let you know like, yes, it's all here for you. But the human will be like, well, remember when your mom said you had to pick only one, you couldn't have it all. Remember when mom said, you know, and then it'll make you go back to that child in you. So I really worked on healing that child in me that had all these stories so that I could allow this quantum woman to really awaken inside of me. And when you're in the quantum field, there's there's no time. So that's why we quantum leap, like to make that amount of money in 11 months, 
it doesn't make sense really to the outside world. If you tell people that they're like, what? If you're playing in the quantum field, time is just, it's irrelevant. It's energy. It is. And you know, quantum is energy. Energy is transformed. You know, it's not necessarily lessened or even increased. It depends on how you move it and manage it. There's an element of that when I see your profile. But the other thing that I don't know is intentional about you is there's love. You're very loving in general, but I get the sense, this is just me following my intuition. I get the sense that the concept of love is such an important thing to you, whether it's as a mother, maybe even a partner or business owner. And that to you guides you in many ways as a lot of the things that feed your soul. It is so true. And I love that feedback. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me now in a sense. I believe that I had shut down. I could love people, but I wasn't loving myself. I believe when I was in survival mode, just getting things done, being a high achiever, overachiever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like three degrees. You know, I'm a woman that was like, I can get this. I can do this. I didn't stop to feed into myself. As high achieving women, we usually put everybody else before us. We're givers. And we think being givers, nurturers, taking care of everybody is the way to go. But actually, that's a very masculine way of doing things. But allowing ourselves to feed back into ourselves and like radical self love, like just girl, you can't do it wrong. You know, okay, you made a mistake. It's not the end of the world. Like we put ourselves on such these ridiculous bars, you know, what we have to achieve that we always feel like we're never there and it's never enough. But when you start feeding back into yourself and loving yourself, I live through a very connected way to my community. Everything I do comes from my heart. And whenever a woman is coming into my space and she's like, I don't know why I'm not getting engagement on my post. Why am I not getting clients? I'm like, because they can't feel you. And so when we start turning on our emotions and I teach a program called um, Accessing the Quantum Through Emotional Self-Mastery, and when women go through this program, like, oh my gosh, like I understand my triggers now. I understand my childhood trauma. I understand exactly what I'm doing. We realize like, oh my gosh, there's this wealth of emotions that are in us as humans. I mean, everybody has masculine femininity, but a woman, a woman is the most beautiful, sensual, emotional self. She gets to own a part of her that gets to create. And it's probably the most powerful part of her. And so for me, that's what I want to exude and embody in all of my platforms and who I am, that that woman will be like, oh, I want to instill that or I want to awaken that in myself too. And that's really part of my purpose is like doing that, is bringing that awareness to a woman. Because as soon as it starts clicking with her, you can see the shift in her. Like she starts doubling her cash money. Her clients are coming. She becomes magnetic. People can't stay away from her. Like, I want to do something like that. I fly all the time. I'm telling you, I meet the most amazing people. Anywhere I go, they're like, hey, do you want to go to this? Do you want to do that? And it's like just opportunities. And people say, oh, it's kind of pretty. Well, there's a lot of pretty women out there, but they're not approachable or they're not inviting. People want to be in your space and be in your energy when you start tapping into this. And it's deeply rooted in emotions. Deeply is. It leads me to think about the next generation. Your mother, how do you pass this on to kids? Ugh. My kids have the most incredible emotional intelligence. Sometimes they're schooling me and I'm like, where did you learn? I'm like, oh, I'm right. Or they have their own. I've always raised them to be their own decision makers. Even since they were two, they were ordering off the menu on their own because I didn't have that. I always second guessed my decisions You know, growing up. I mean, my parents did the best they could, but that's something that I could do multiple choices to save my life. I don't even know how I got to law school sometimes. <laughs> it was like, it was D-E-N-F, you know? <laughs> something that I've helped them is like, connect to their own self. What do you want? And how do you want to go about it? They have a voice. They speak up. My son, there's not a male figure in our house, but I've taught him that his masculine energy is so important and it helps him create who he is as a, as a child and becoming a man now. He's 16. 
you know, I invite him to conversations. I don't tell him what to do. I don't mother him because I don't want to have him feel like he's not responsible for his own actions, good or bad, you know, with my daughter, she amazes me because this girl, like she knows how to open her heart. And at that age, 14, like, you know, they like a boy one day and then it breaks up three days later, she's crying and then her heart opens up again, but she has the ability to keep her heart open. Something I'm still working on, you know, I'm still working on, but she has this ability to love so deeply, which brings in opportunities for her. And having that to me is like such a superpower when you can use your love energy, because if it's love, it's not fear. And if you can go in with love, there's not so much fear coming with you. So then that's where the unstoppable energy comes from. This is why I wanted you on the podcast, Mina. <laughs> this is exactly why. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I could see the emotion come through as you were talking. I really think that's what it's all about. In my line of work, I study human behavior across cultures. And a lot of what gets missing or gets lost in the equation is that connection to self and ultimately connection to others. We truly are in a world that's experiencing an identity crisis. They don't know who they are or who they want to be. And what you've charted today We've created this essentially a framework for a lot of people to really take a step back, whether it's having their own metaphorical yoga lesson that leads to that breakdown that will ultimately lead to breakthrough. That's what needs to happen. I love that you're leading the conversation like that with your kids. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to ask you if there's any other way you can extend a relationship to the women in the audience if they want to engage with you. I know you have a waiting list, but what is the waiting list? How can they join that? Well, I run a mastermind and I run it for high achieving women. You can message me about that and get more information. You can also find me on Instagram. It's Shamina, S-H-A-M-I-N-A dot Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Come find me there. I've got a lot of free stuff. Also, I've got a group called the Quantum Woman Group. I usually do a weekly training in there. There's like hundreds of hours of videos in there that you can go and start this journey, but you're there with other women who are also on the same journey as you. You feel supported and it's a place that you can be vulnerable so that you don't have to just have that cape on all the time. You can come and say, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. You know, can I have some guidance from a sisterhood? I would love to have you. All right. And then the last question I always have for my guests, so make sure I put that in the show notes, is my mission statement reframed as a question. My mission statement, Shamina, is use your difference to make a difference. So Shamina, how do you use your difference to make a difference? Well, I help women realize that they can have it all and they will have it all as long as they choose to have it all. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Effective, succinct, and to the point. Yes, they can have it all and they will have it all if they choose to have it all. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a great delight of mine. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Pleasure's mine. Kings, queens, and royalty. Till next time, use a difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.